T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It's Beamaz and Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. That's right. Uh, Beamaz and Beamer back with you here on WBEN. Brian Mazrowski and my good friend Joe Beamer. Oh, Brian. Good to be back. Uh, you know, like in uh, the look, it's, it's strange. We had the uh, Taste of Buffalo people in here, and it uh, smells like food. It does, yeah. Which is like good and bad. You know, I love the smell of food. But it's just like the constant smell of food when you know you're not eating. Yeah. I have an aversion to, you know, what they'll do on TV. This is, you know, a little inside baseball for you. What they'll do on TV, you see uh, people show up and they have like an onset, which is amazing. It's like a, a, a requirement of every television studio that they have to have an on-camera kitchen. Yes. Why? I mean. It seems odd. I think this is a trend that started back in the 80s. You could do that anywhere. You're not actually cooking food there. I mean, come on. You know, no, what's but you gotta on? have the look, do you? Um, <laughs> but you know, that's what they do. They go to the on-camera kitchen and they talk about the food, and then they take big bites for the camera on the show. How good it is, and then you know, mm, like rub your belt, like you're you know right. talking to a you, two-year-old and trying to convince them <laughs> green beans are good. You over, you you're, you're over enthusiastic on TV about the the food you just had, right? Um, so that's what happens on TV. You do it. You treat you know the camera like it's a two-year-old. Oh, it's so you do close up of the and it's it works. On the radio, it's a little bit different. On the radio, they bring the food in and it does the same thing. Except you can't see me go. Ah, that's you right. Know, ah, rubbing the belly, doing all that kind of thing. All you would do is just hear, which I cannot stand. I know that our listeners are probably. The sound of someone eating? The sound oh. of chewing is just something I try to avoid at all costs. Yeah. I know just sound of food in somebody's mouth. Except for yesterday. Ugh. Except for yesterday, I've been very good about turning my oh, mic yeah, on. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's you just have that. Um, it, I have an aversion to that, and I hope everyone can understand. So it, while even though we have the food in here, I'll, you know, take a bite or something, sneak it when we're off the air for right. one of our breaks. But for the most part, I, I don't eat it while we're on the air because you don't have – uh, the beautiful vision of me. You just have, and it doesn't add the to the context. Yes, if, if you're eating on air, I, uh, you know, we can have a conversation about. It. I, I don't need to be chewing in your ear um, all morning long. I'll tell you this: the, the smell of the fried pickles is what really gets me. Is because I'm two weeks away from the beach, trying to, you know, thin down a little bit, and that would just set me off course. That always works. 
when you say like, oh, I need to be fit in two weeks. Let's just yes. try and well. Here's the problem, Brian. Crash diet or something. Here's the problem, Brian. I've been saying that for a year and a half, and now we're gonna do it in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I just I got two weeks. Give me a six pack. That's yeah. always uh, that always works, right? Well, I haven't had one in 33 years, so maybe those two <laughs> weeks will work. Uh, but anyways, uh, taste the buffalo. Go check them out this weekend. Uh, should be a great time. Uh, there is uh, two big stories uh, that we've been covering locally um, about buildings that are either gonna stay or go. Uh, one is the Amagon Crematory, which is, I mean, that's uh, it's lasted for years, decades, right, uh, over what's going to happen there. But then the other one, something we've talked about before, seems to be moving forward. Uh, I guess it depends on who you talk to. It's either now closer to demolition or nothing's happening, right, <laughs> depending on who you talk to. It's either, okay, they're going to knock it down or, yeah, no, we're just going to continue this fight in a courtroom the great northern grain oh, elevator yes. joe and i uh this it's you know very interesting i think what's going to happen to the great northern grain elevator which if you don't know what i'm talking about it is the big brick building that now has for the last seven months had a big hole in the side of it that's right that's how you can pick it out a giant hole in the uh, north wall of the great northern grain elevator and ever since the wind blew a hole in that wall, there's been two sides to this fight. There's been the city of Buffalo, the owner of that land and that building, who say, all right, can we take it down? I, I think it's time to tear this building down. And then there has been um, some other politicians and preservationists who say, no, we cannot tear this down because it is of historical significance, the great northern grain elevator it's in the best interest of the public to keep this up and restore the building okay so what side do you fall on 803-0930 is our number to weigh in this morning 803-0930 on the great northern grain elevator my favorite thing joe this morning was the conversations i had in the seven o'clock hour with uh, state senator sean ryan and before that tim tillman who is the preservationist who's kind of he, he's the he's the face of the Great Northern Grain Elevator. If the Great Northern Grain Elevator had a face, it would be a giant hole in a brick wall. But if it had a human face, it would be Tim Tealman. And he has he's it's been very admirable in his fight to save this. He feels very strongly about it. My favorite part in both these interviews came when now um, both Tim and Sean said that it is undoubtedly in stable condition, that the time that has passed since this hole was blown through the north wall, nothing else has happened. That would prove that the building is stable. So I asked them, okay, if you are so certain that this building is stable and will not fall anymore throughout the entire winter, would you live in a motorhome right butt up next to the Great Northern Grain Elevator? And both of them said, yes, absolutely. Without hesitation, by the way. No hesitation. So, how much money do we have to raise between now and December to get this motorhome all winter long at the side of the Great Northern Grain Elevator? We'll figure it out to rig it up with uh, the sewer line and everything, power. You won't have to go without... We can get a nice motorhome, right? One that has a kitchen, so you can even cook. Yeah, the, the, the back bedroom, the full pool, queen bed. 
we will make it. The point will not be to be uncomfortable in the motorhome. The point is being right next to this building. I, I do think, and again, I don't know much about structures. I don't know much about buildings. I, I've had people call in uh, during this topic say, you know, it's very stable. I've had other people saying, just tear it down. Um, but I don't know how you can be so sure when half of one wall has already, you know, has already crumbled. Like, are you telling me that's the only unstable part of the entire building? I do it just like, happened to be the one part that blew out last uh, last winter? Aside from 80% of one of only four walls in the structure, <laughs> it's perfectly fine. Right. Now, I see, I, I love the answer to the question. It was answered without hesitation. Would you live right next to this? Would you stand under that Great Northern Grain Elevator all winter long? Are you that confident? And both of them said yes. But Joe... As you and I both know, talk is cheap. It is. And I actions speak louder than words. And if we're going to say that, I think we should go ahead and do it. Yeah. Hey, I, I'm, I'm all for it. Maybe we have some good friends uh, at one of these uh, places that have a motor home and could sponsor that, put it right under the uh, Great Northern uh, Elevator. Obviously, you can leave to go to work and stuff, but that is where you're staying uh, when you're home, I do. I, I always say this when we do this topic, Brian. Y- you have to give Tim T- Tim Tillman credit. He has great uh, enthusiasm. He, he's he's genuine when he's talking about uh, his love for these buildings. I just, I, I really do. I mean, I said this at the beginning. I really do think the time has come for this to to finally just be a piece of history. Well, to to what you just said, Joe, he has conviction, and I admire somebody with that amount of conviction. Right. Um, Who is going to stand by this no matter what, who is convinced that preserving these old structures is the way to go. And having somebody with that type of conviction and with that drive to keep fighting it is extremely necessary. Yes. In a, a lot of cases, there are times when you need that. I would point to the central terminal as you know, that's you need that. You need people to stand up and say, you know, listen, this is worth saving. It's worth doing something with. It's worth continuing to maintain so it doesn't completely deteriorate because somebody is going to find that eventual use for it. It's good to have these people with conviction. But that doesn't mean that the people with conviction are always right. Right. Just because I admire it doesn't mean I can always agree with it. And while I will agree with, um, you know, he's talking about the Darwin Martin House, uh, the Olmstead Complex, the Central Terminal. If we're going to put the Great Northern Grain Elevator in that same breath, I'm sorry, I just don't think we can let you happen. Uh, you look at those previously mentioned, the Martin House, the Olmstead, Com- you the, the Central Terminal, my goodness. You look inside and outside, and I think most people, you know, to a man would say, you know, wow, uh, this, is, this is great. This is beautiful. This is some brilliant architecture. This is something that we would never duplicate right now, given the cost of it. This is something worth saving. I don't think you get that same reaction out of the Great Northern Grain Elevator. And the other thing I asked Sean Ryan, and he said, all right, you know, that's a great idea. I'd agree with you, is what if there was a referendum on this type of issue? Is that a fair way to decide it? You know, I, I am 
excuse me if I've grown a little bit tired of leaving everything to the quote-unquote experts, <laughs> as we have so much over the last uh, few years. But uh, it, would an expert be better off making that decision? Or, in a case like this, would it be better if you had people explain their point, tell me why this is historically significant. Tell me why we need to absolutely save this grain elevator in particular, even though we do have others. They're not the same, but they are similar. Tell me why. Convince me. And then as a community, you can vote on that and decide what will happen with the structure. And I think that's the way to go about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't think it compares to uh, the Central Terminal. Something I, I also talked about last week, Brian, because I went to an event right outside of the Central Terminal, and you walk around. I mean, it's just a giant campus. Obviously, some, some structures along um, the terminal probably uh, won't last, but that main building, it's beautiful. It, there, there will never be uh, something built like that again, and I'm all for doing everything to preserve that and get someone there. I just can't put the Great Northern Great. I, I hate to. Maybe I'm just not as uh, up to date with Buffalo history. I thought I was. I didn't even know about the Great Northern Grain Elevator until this hole um, fell in the side of it. So maybe I'm not the one to talk. But the Central Terminal, if something happened to that, I know the history of the Central Terminal. I know the, the history of other buildings around Buffalo that have great historic uh, significance. It took this hole um, falling in the grain elevator for me to know about the great northern grain elevator and i don't think you're alone right i, I, I <laughs> and, hope not and again you know it's it's um I, i'm not the expert in uh, st things being structurally sound S the whole would tell me that it's not i have eyes <laughs> that's the thing <laughs> like you uh, there has to be some aspect of realism and again if you really believe it'll be like the old challenge right you know Last one to, with their hand on the car wins it, right? Uh, like an old radio uh, contest. You got to bring right? those back. You, you know, live, live the winter right next to the Great Northern Grain Elevator. And if you get through it, all right, I'll believe you. Then, uh, you know, we can rebuild and start saving this thing. Uh, but, no, it's I, – I think a lot of people are with you, Joe, when it comes to this particular structure. If you were to ask that same thing, you were to do the referendum on any of these other, you know, historical places in Buffalo – you know, yeah, I think you get a lot of support behind it. Yes. And there are things that deserve to be saved, a lot of them, throughout western New York. Uh, but, you know, the arguments for this, I, I just don't know. They don't resonate with me the same way that they would some other places. You know, to say this was on the cover of a magazine 100 years ago, whoop-de-doo. Well, just that's not <laughs> – you're not uh, – Jack Eichel was on the cover of a magazine. We got rid of him. That's right. I mean, why does it have to be any different this time around? I mean, I'm sure the president's house in Philadelphia was on the cover of a magazine 100 years ago. And still in 1950, they tore down the original president's <laughs> house in Philadelphia. So, again, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to take away. Didn't house green, Joe. What's that? <laughs> if, they had, if, grain, <laughs> if they had a green room. I mean, again, I'm, I'm not trying to diminish the passion that, 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 that Tim clearly has. It's just... You know, we have all these other great buildings in Buffalo, these historic structures. I, I just, you do, you've already lost me to begin with, but you you do, I completely tune out when you say, I mean, look at all these other buildings. It doesn't even compare, it doesn't come close to comparing to these other buildings. It, it, it almost brings up 
the amount of time that we've been talking, over half a year now that we've been talking about this, it almost brings up a third uh, kind of leg to the argument, so to speak, right, where it is a, um, you know, tear it down or keep it, right? You know, that was the whole thing. Do you think it should be saved or should we tear it down? Now it's tear it down or keep it or are you just done with having the conversation? Are you totally <laughs> turned off yes. by how slow the process and bureaucracy works that uh, and the court system, too, that this cannot be resolved in a timely fashion? Yeah, I mean— I think a lot of people are just exhausted. I did not think we'd still be talking about it this, this far into summer, really. I mean, I, I thought this building would either be torn down or you'd see the, uh, that hole getting patched up. And the fact that it's still sitting in that, that condition and we're still having— I mean, really, it's not just the argument in the public, Brian. The argument's obviously still going on in the court. You have a judge that says they put a, a stay, they, they lift it. I mean, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, it, it's just— I, I mean, I just want to see. I just want to see the issue resolved. Really, is it that outrageous? You know, again, here, Emilio Koliakovo was the justice who put down this decision yesterday. In that decision, he said the building cannot survive with a huge gaping hole in the northern wall. Like, is that very? I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, is that really a controversial statement? It should. Like, is be. that something that you immediately, you know, if I'm a lawyer in a courtroom, objection? I, I, I don't know. He also said there could be catastrophic consequences to the public yes. if the grain elevator were to completely collapse. That yes. seems like common sense, right? You have a building. I mean, I, I hate to go back to the obvious. You have a building with a hole in it. It seems <laughs> that that more damage could happen if it's, I mean, what the judge says, I think, makes complete sense. And here's the thing, Joe. I, I think we're we're kind of in agreement when it comes to this. Uh, we're generally not when you're Mr. Tear it down. I, I and I've admitted when I was wrong on being Mr. Tear it down. But but you generally don't care. Uh, you would, um, you know, not across the board, but generally speaking, any old building, you'd tear it down and put up something as unglamorous as a Kmart. It, any old building that's not being used. There there is a I mean an empty old building. Again, I mean there are examples. Um, the Olmstead, the. Uh, um, uh, Richardson Olmsted campus. I, I mean, there's being work being done on there. There's going to be cool tours this this summer that I can't wait to take. Um, the Central Terminal. I'm all for something going there. I think it's a beautiful building and the history in that um, in that site. Uh, but then there are other ones. Like I, I was wrong about the Statler. I, I said you know the Statler has gotten to a point where uh, it's just uh. But obviously I was wrong. Look at it. Look at it coming along now. I don't think I'll be wrong about the Great uh, Northern Grain Elevator. I don't think I'll change my mind on that one. And that's the thing. I am, generally speaking, the opposite. I really like old stuff. And not just buildings, just old stuff in general. I like old buildings. I like the old architecture. And I feel like it gives our city. And I will say thanks to people like Tim Thielman, uh, who have saved a lot of the old architecture. It gives Buffalo a different feel than some of that you go to other places and it's kind of tacky. It's, you know, when you don't have uh, a lot of history behind things, when you don't have that unique architecture. I mean, think about this. It's like going into a newly built cul-de-sac versus going through an old neighborhood where all the homes are kind of a little bit different. Yeah. Where, where they have a, a unique charm to it versus everything that just kind of looks a little cookie cutter. And uh, so for that reason, I generally think the other way. 
not so much on this one. And and I don't disagree with what you're saying. Uh, again, I am I am when there are buildings that have been sitting empty for decades. That's when I become Mr. Tear It Down. Again, there are exceptions to that, but I don't disagree. I, I think you have a, a city that has you know this this old architecture. The I mean, you don't get that everywhere. No, I think it's I, I think we're very lucky to have what we have. But if we're going to let something just fall apart, if we're not going to use it, that's when I become Mr. Tear It Down. But first, please film a YouTube video walking through the abandoned building. That's all I ask for. That's what, that would satisfy you. Just I love watching those things. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, Sean Ryan did something interesting, kind of uh, touching on what you said, Joe, uh, to say at the end of his interview. We'll get to that. Uh, and your calls, 803-0930. Uh, let us know, should we buy an RV for uh, somebody to sleep the entire winter right next to that Great Northern Grain Elevator? You're listening to BMAS and Beamer on WBEN. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's Beamaz and Beamer. Now, Brian Mazarowski and Joe Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Hey, hey, welcome back. Beamaz and Beamer here on News Radio 930 WBEN on what's going to be a lovely Wednesday, a lovely hump day. Glad uh, you could be there to join us, or here to join us, uh, talking about, well, uh, it started with the Great Northern Grain Elevator, a, a building I, I, I don't think many of us were familiar with until about, what was this, Brian, six months ago, or even less than that? In December. December, okay. The wind. Yes. You know, the wind. It's a brick building, you should point out. <laughs> the wind <laughs> blew a hole through the brick building. Now, Joe... I was always told when I was a little kid, and I'm seeing this again as the parent of a toddler. Very famous story. I don't know if you ever heard this. Uh oh. Um, three little pigs. Once three little pigs. They used to be the, um, home builders. Right. Which is amazing in and of itself. Right. I mean, that's the story right there. Build a home out of anything, and you're a pig. I I'm impressed. Right. Right. Right from the get go. But no, they were uh, home builders, brothers. I think. I don't know. <laughs> but you know, they were pigs. They knew each other. Yes, yes. Uh, and they built their houses 
to live in, have a nice time. One built theirs out of straw, and another built theirs out of uh, sticks. Okay. And another pig built theirs out of bricks. Right. Two of the and, three don't seem stable. Yeah. Well, that was the whole story. The the whole idea behind building their structure was this has to be able to withstand the wind. So um, the straw one didn't, mm. and the stick one didn't, which surprised heavy winds blow right. down the stick. But the brick house, I mean, that stayed. Wind cannot knock down a structure made of bricks. This, now, the, the house stayed perfect, right? No hole was blown in this house. No. Now, the moral of the story was to not cut corners on your work. Right. Uh, but the moral that I took from it was uh, <laughs> things made out of bricks don't just tumble over in the wind unless there is something structurally wrong with it. Right. So I took that moral from the story and put it on the Great Northern Grain Elevator. And when I saw that the wind, just like that story, blew a hole in the bricks... I thought to myself, you know what? I think something might be wrong because that, generally speaking, is not supposed to happen. No. I learned that from the pig constructors right. of, of my youth. And it's exactly what happened here. And in talking with Tim Tillman, who's the leading preservationist uh, behind this, uh, Sean Ryan, state senator, who is, I would say, the leading voice in Albany kind of for preserving this structure. From the beginning. Yes, absolutely. From, he said the day after, a hole blew in. He was right down there next to it. Now, both of them told me this morning that they would have no problem. They're so confident in the structural integrity of this building that they would have no problem. I asked, hey, would you live in an RV or a trailer all winter long next to the Great Northern Grain Elevator and sleep soundly at night? And they both said without hesitation, yes. So, let's do it, right? I, I would say so. <laughs> I, I mean, isn't that what we're there? Put your money where your mouth is. Uh, let's go and do it. Now, I don't actually want them to do it because I don't I have as much the, faith in the structural right. integrity of this building. I agree with the judge that it does pose a, a <laughs> catastrophic consequence to human life and the public. So, in, in reality, uh, IRL, in real life, I would not want them to put an RV right next to the building. Yeah, I, I think that would be a mistake. But it does go to show uh, what, what's happening with that building right now. I, I, I put this almost in the category of, remember when we were talking about Volker's Lanes? Yes. And a similar fight, and we were actually talking with Tim Thielman about this. Now, it's a little bit different because, you know, it was on the cover of a magazine 100 years ago. But it is something like this. That, I mean, we've seen countless times that it doesn't take much to ruin a reputation, right? Or to put a stain on everything else you did, right? You know, you do, you can do one thing wrong and then all of a sudden everybody, we talk about most politicians like this, right? You, you can yep. agree or disagree with uh, anybody, but I'll always say that even if it's like the craziest person, even a broken clock is right twice a day, right? right. Um, it could be someone you completely disagree with. Like eventually, you're going to agree with them on something. Yes. There, there's going to be like some things that are right that this person who you disagree with on whatever side or, or whatever does correctly. The problem with this Great Northern Grain Elevator fight is similar to the problem with the Volker's Lanes fight, you know, to preserve that building, even though the owner wants to clear the way for something else. 
Um, not a lot of historic, in my opinion, not a lot of historical significance there. The, the problem with this is these arguments, I think, do damage to your greater crusade of preservation that it's um, almost like another little <laughs> tale, the boy who cried wolf, right? Right. That it's going to eventually get to a point where people tune out what you're saying about anything, and maybe the next building that you're trying to save is something that really is worth saving, that is structurally sound, that is uh, something that could never be replicated, that is something that there's no duplicate to anywhere else in Buffalo or Western New York. And if you get ignored on that, I, I don't know who's to blame. Yeah, maybe on this one, except except the L, right? I mean, you're, you're to the point now where a court has, the same judge, by the way, uh, has reversed uh, the temporary stay. Um, again, maybe, you know, say uh, this was this was one we, we felt was worth fighting for. Um, it's going to be torn down, but we have so many other important buildings in Buffalo. Let's bring the focus back to them. And ones that we've been mentioning all morning, Brian, seem to have taken a back seat to the uh, Great Northern Grain Elevator. And I think those buildings deserve a lot more of the attention right now than the one with uh, half or 80% of the wall gone. I do like uh, one text. I do like one text that came in on our report. 803-0930. If you want to weigh in on this topic, by the way, give us a call. Uh, lend us a text on the Volkswagen Virtual Park text board. Uh, I do like one thought that came in on this. It, and it has to deal with how you determine, you know, what's historical, or what's historically significant, what is worth preserving. You know, how is that determination really made? I, I said, you know, the, the easy answer is to just take public consensus. You make it a referendum. You have both sides uh, argue out their point in a public forum. And then at the end of the day, you put it up to the people in that community. Right. You know, what do you want to see done? What do you believe is the right thing to do here? And the people will make that decision. It doesn't appear like that's you know really going to happen here, but you know what are some of the things that go into historically significant? So the argument here is you know it was kind of the first of its kind. It was an architectural marvel of its time. It was bigger than anything else. You know it's humongous. Its size had a lot to do with it, and you know that kind of plays into it. It's it's very old at this point. That plays into it a little bit. Someone on our text board uh, put in, you know, maybe meaningful memories are part of the preservation efforts or should be. I like this argument, too. Uh, and his uh, thing had to do with the central terminal. He said, my uncle left Buffalo via the terminal and never returned. And there's a meaningful memory there. You know, people have memories of exactly that yeah. at the central terminal. It's a place that people used and, uh, I mean, was really – a part of living in Buffalo, a coming and going, a, a meeting place. And I do think that plays into it. The Statler uh, along that same line. Now, I th the Statler's a little bit different just because of where it's located maybe. But people lived there. People uh, got married there. People held events there. there. I mean, there's kind of a history of events that happened inside of that too. The Olmstead complex, you know, that's a more of a complicated history yes. of what happened inside there. But it is, you know, important in a way. I 
should that be a part of this discussion? Or what would make it a part to you? I, I mean, what stands out to you of what would cause you to say we should save that building? Yeah, you know, someone uh, called in last week, uh, and the the central terminal. He told stories of when he was a kid. Him and his grandmother would go to Rochester for the day, and that was uh, regular for some people. Taking that Buffalo to Rochester train from the central terminal, and it was a it was an all day event. You go to the terminal, you get a nice meal um, at one of the places, and you hop on a train. You go to Rochester for the day, and you come back. And he said, as a kid, I'll never forget walking through that building. And, you know, just as a, as a child, being in awe of the structure. And, uh, you know, every time he passes that building, he thinks of those great memories. And, and I think that definitely sticks. And I think the same can be said uh, about the Statler, Brian, with people, you know, uh, either being married there, people who stayed there, as you said, people who lived there, um, even people who uh, may have worked at the top floor there uh, when it was a radio studio, right? There, there are memories in that building. I just don't feel with... The Great Northern Grain Elevator, people have those kind of lasting memories. I could be wrong, uh, but that's how I feel. Someone on that topic of memories, someone said, my father-in-law was a grain miller 40 years, was in that elevator many times. He says it's in terrible shape and should be oh, torn down. okay. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I'm not going to uh, – frankly, I'm not taking anybody's word for it except for, I, I don't know, just a, a completely independent – My eyes – are, yeah, my, my opinion comes from my eyes. Right. Uh, and anyone who says, you know, well, I, I believe it's this way or I believe it's that, I, I don't really know who to believe when it comes to being structurally sound. So I, I'll just believe my eyes. For me, Joe, it has – I like the memory point of it. You know, memories were made here, and, you know, maybe that's a reason or, or a criteria that should go into, right, uh, thinking – about preserving something. But that can't be it. Because then Volker's Lanes maybe is saved. Right? You know, it's first dates. Yeah. It's something like that. It can't just be memories. Memories can be made anywhere. Right. That can be I have some into great it. memories. Um, Joe, if you go on uh, Millersport by Sheridan, there's a little office right there. It's right by where you get onto the 290. Okay. Um, and uh, close to uh, across the street from the Marriott. Now, I have some great memories in the woods behind there. You would jump over a fence. And there was a little clearing. Uh, you used to be able to have bonfires oh. there. You'd grab a bunch of people. You'd uh, park somewhere where your cars wouldn't be seen. And then you'd uh, take a little walk into the woods. And there'd be a spot there. You'd have bonfires. You could uh, smoke. You could, you, know, you could do all the things that you're not supposed to do as a kid. And that is a lot of great memories. But I don't think that we should just save the uh, barren pit of (laughs) you don't want to designate that as uh (laughs) that shouldn't be fenced off and saved as memories were made here out uh, in the middle of the field underneath the power lines Uh, just personally speaking so it has to do something else I, i think a big part of that something else is what was brought up to me uh brian higgins says this a lot about the central terminal and it's a point i agree with wholeheartedly you could not make the central terminal today that's true. That buildings like that that have architecture that would not be duplicated simply because it would cost more than, you know, building three new football stadiums in order to, you know, go through the process of redoing what was done back then. I think that is like number one criteria, right, 
of why a building should be saved. It's something that cannot be duplicated. Uh, historical significance helps. You know, you like the Teddy Roosevelt inaugural site. Yes. That's a very that, that has historical significance. Nice little museum and stuff too. The building itself, you know, hmm. it's right, yeah. but it's it's historical significance right. that gives it the weight that it should be saved. To me, for most buildings that are in this discussion, it has to do a few things. It's something that is not going to be duplicated in modern times. Then it's historical significance. And then you kind of throw in that memories made type of thing. Yeah, I think those. Uh, I think that's great criteria. And most buildings that are preserved, most, most buildings that have actually been reused and are, 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 have their historic significance and are reused today, they check off all three of those boxes. It, the, the memories made thing, if that was true, no sports stadium or arena would ever be torn down. That's right. right. The odds would still be here. <laughs> I mean, that's like, right? Uh, memories. I think that's the, that was on the poster. It was either adios, get it, or thanks for the memories. Yes, I, I remember both those signs. And uh, that was on there. Like, thanks for the memories, but see ya. Right. Thanks for the memories, but this is well, no— see you 20 years later when it eventually uh, totally came down. That's right. And that was another building, though, Brian. Before it was torn down, we had all these glamorous ideas of things we were going to do with it, uh, this and that, and obviously— well, there's, they, the, there's the other. Reuse. Yes. And that's to your point and to something Sean Ryan said at the end of his, his interview with me, that, all right, it's if it's torn down— he says one of the problems with that is there's no good plan for reuse of that building or site. And that's something I said, okay, well, there should be a plan. If you're going to tear this down, you've been fighting so hard to get rid of it, there should be a plan for what you're going to do in the future. Yes. That should absolutely be a part of it. Um, the reuse of the building is up there. You know, maybe that's under the architecture. You know, can it be duplicated? And then right under there is, is it does it have another use? Right. You know, Does it have can the it be ability used for something else? to be reused? And is that reuse viable? That's a question that people have a hard time with. This is a text that came in. I love this. Uh, uh, somebody's saying about it being turned into a museum or tourism destination. They said, uh, I can imagine the family sitting around the dinner table saying, hey, do you want to go to Disney or do you want to go see the grain elevator? <laughs> it's not exactly a decision. I mean, that goes into something I was saying last week, right, about the lights that they slapped on the grain silo across the street from Canal Side. You know, you ask people, oh, yeah, it's got a great reuse. We're using this. It's going to attract people from all over the world. No, it's not. Right. And, you know, oh, we can reuse this. We can turn it into apartments and mixed use. Really? Can you? I, that It's in the middle of an industrial park. Right. I'm going to raise my hand and say I don't want to live there. I don't. I don't want to live next to General Mills. I have no problem going ice skating once in a while across the street from it. But it's very different from living there or going out to a nice meal next to the train rolling through with a bunch of grain. It's not going to happen. No. You have to be realistic Re exactly. in your thinking. Realistic reuse. Like the uni the Universal International Building, right? That's that's really cool. That's still standing with the logo on front. But if there wasn't a, a restaurant in that building, I don't know if it would have been, you know, if, if someone didn't plan to, to reuse it, that building probably would have been torn down, right? That's cool. That That's that's cool. A, a cool piece of history. But does it check all three boxes without something having reused it? Of course not. You know, and the building's been standing for 125 years. Should all those years count if for the last 30 
35. Yeah. It's been completely unused. Maybe we should have stopped the clock, right? Yep. This It was used for 75 years. Because if you keep the clock running on some of these things, then I would have argued, Joe, that the sign painted on the side of the brick building downtown, and I, I'm, I cannot think of the street name um, uh, for the life of me right now, but as you're walking uh, out to the ballpark or walking away from the ballpark, I should say, and it says a maximum comfort, uh, maximum excitement, Get your 99 Bills season tickets right there. That was an important season. That was only taken down like a year ago. Right. It had been up there for 15-plus uh, years. You know what I would have said? Hey, that's got a lot of history there. That's 15 years of memories. Every time I walk past that, I get to think of Doug Flutie running it in on a naked bootleg as time expired in the fourth quarter against Jacksonville. So uh, you need to keep that up there yeah. because now it has history. You don't get to say that about something that's just kind of left there unused. No. Because no one covered it up. Amazing that sign did last the entire drought, though. They did not tear it down until the Bills were back in the playoffs. I needed a Tim Tillman then. Right. Patrick in uh, Hamburg will squeeze you in uh, before we have to go here. Uh, what's on your mind? What are you thinking about this conversation? Well, you know, I just think about Tim Tillman and what a frustration it must be for him to live here. We we are fortunate to have people like him, but I'll tell you, I would have given up myself. I would have stuck my head in the oven years ago with all the battles he puts up with. However, he has saved and his groups and people like him have saved many buildings. Like we've named a few already, the Botanical Gardens, the uh, Hyatt Hotel, Shays Buffalo, the Theodore Roosevelt inaugural site. Uh, Hotel Lafayette, the Richardson Complex, the Central Terminal. How about ECC downtown? Can you imagine ECC? Uh, the old post office. Yeah. Yeah. That was, tear it down. Tear it down. Of course, the list of what has been lost is much longer. The old library downtown. If you ever want to have a really bad day, go look up what the old downtown library used to look like. They tore it down to put up a not bad looking one. It's a modern one that was put up in 63 currently. Uh, but look at the old one. Oh my God, you'll die. But Patrick, let me ask you, do any of those buildings, do you, I mean, where does the great Northern Grain Elevator even rank on the buildings that have been torn down? Well, you know, I, I'm not sure, Joe. I, I just, Think of these other ones like the Larkin Administration Building. That was a crime that that was torn down. Churches throughout Buffalo, some of them, you go over on the east side, and they're still up but half torn down. They're just crumbling. It's so sad. And here's my last thought. Seneca One Tower. Can you believe it? People actually wanted to tear down Seneca One Tower. It wasn't very long ago. It was just before Jamal hit town, of course. But even a Buffalo News columnist, I won't say his name, he was very popular. He had a weekly column everybody uh, read and everything else. He wrote, tear it down, tear it down, tear down one Buffalo's only tall building. We don't have any skyscrapers. It's only 38 stories tall, but it's our tallest building, and it was going to be torn down. So, you know, let's stop tearing everything down. As far as the grain elevator, I'll leave that up to you guys to talk about. But I just think of all these buildings that are gone and some of them that are still around because of those preservationists pat pat appreciate the call and agree with you on, right. on many points and we, do, yeah we said it a bunch of times you need people like tim Tillman. yes you need people with conviction who and it's easy to make fun of someone who sticks their neck out there but you need for all those buildings that you mentioned you need somebody who's going to stop everybody 
from making gut decisions, uh, from having those reactions, and from just going and tearing it down. That doesn't mean that they're always going to be right about exactly. things. And I think you just said it there, right? Right. You know, ah, uh, the grain elevator, eh, you know, I'll leave that to you. <laughs> and, and, and I don't I don't deny, like I said, I, I have been wrong on buildings before. I don't think I'm wrong on this one, but I've been wrong before. You're right. ECC downtown, the old post office, beautiful building. It would be a shame if that was torn down. It is being reused, however, as well to our, our other point. There are some great buildings, and I agree with Tim Thielman on, on those beautiful structures that can be saved and reused. But like Brian said, I just think you're going. To, this one might not be worth all the hassle. We'll be back here tomorrow. David's coming up next after the news. You've been listening to BMAS and Beamer on WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 